must be a kind of blind love. Hello and welcome back to Black Recouch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back for another movie review, American Honey, a 2016 road drama written and directed by Andrea Arnold. The plot follows Star, who lives in Muskegee, Oklahoma, after encountering a group of teenagers, she joins them on their grifter type of lifestyle while also having her real true first love with a guy with a ponytail. Disgusting. It's really an insult to ponytails. That's some type of rat rat-like concoction that belongs on an animal and not a human being and certainly wouldn't be on a human being I'd be fucking but I digress the movie stars Sasha Lane as star Shia LaBeouf as Jake Riley Keough as Crystal Ariel Holmes as Pagan Michal Lombardi as Corey there's a fuckload of others but I am not going to give everyone their due because I don't feel as if any of these characters other than Pagan and Corey are going to be mentioned or even recalled in the, the overabundance of people in that van. Will Patton made a very unexpected cameo as the backseat cowboy. That's just one of those moments in a film where I'm like, okay, did you just know someone? Did you walk on set? What the fuck are you doing here? The last place I expected to see you. (laughs) But everyone's got to get paid. Cinematography by Robbie Ryan, edited by Joe Benny. It was released May 15th of 2016 at the Cannes Film Festival and October 14th of 2016 in the United Kingdom and September 30th in 2016 in the United States. Didn't do well at the box office. The budget was $3.5 million. It only made $2.3 <laughs> One of my complaints is the running time of this movie, which is 163 minutes. Two hours is entirely too long. Maybe it's just how we've changed in society. Or if you're going to make a two hour movie, it has to move at a pretty brisk pace so that people don't feel as if, as if you can hear each other in the, movie cinema chewing on the popcorn or whatever snack you have because that's how mellow the the movie has become and that's not to say that that isn't sometimes part of the charm of a movie but for two and a half almost two and a half hours that's that's too much and the idea that it was simply a a road trip through the Midwest, if I am judging that territory correctly, because I suck at, ma- at uh, geography 
Math, I don't do well either, but I know the basics. I know about my money. I thought there were a lot of good things about the movie. The acting was surprisingly, and I do say surprisingly because there's a lot of things, chaotic things going on that the acting was allowed to shine through all of that murkiness when it comes to the plot is saying a lot because I do think the plot in itself was a little clunky, but only because I maybe wasn't fully getting what Crystal's deal was. So I do put that down to me. Like, is she wanting the girls to do more than sell magazines to make money if that's what it takes to make sure she's paid? Is Jake really someone who just fell in love and forgot what reality was for a second? At least what his reality was while falling in love with Star's character who starts off being sexually abused by her father, taking care of, I think, her step-siblings because she said her mother died of meth. She's trying to do her best, but she's an 18 year old girl. She's raising two children. She's not being protected or looked after. And when she meets Jake at a Kmart while Rihanna is playing, this is her opportunity to be a part of or be with people that are her own age and that may relate to her on some level, which they do because they all seem to be outcasts from society with their own particular problems. Core is the one I think that keeps showing his dick. I think there is a term for that. Voyeurism? He's pulling his cock out! Pagan's got a thing for Darth Vader saying that inside is skeletons because that's what all people are once they're inside. I think that she's also borderline schizophrenic. They all seem to eat, drink alcohol, do drugs, party, and sell magazines as they cross country with Jake being their top seller. And he takes her under his wing, but for the most part, she's more interested in pursuing him than she's pursuing this job. Cause he, and it's weird, right? Because she actually has elements like, oh yeah, we're gonna be selling this door to door. And maybe that's part of it, I don't know. And, and it's not really that important, but yeah, she's not quite on board with the idea that she's going to have to be selling these magazines in the way that they sell them, which is through deceit. That very much bothers her. And throughout the entirety of the film, she doesn't use deceit at all to make money. That's just a line she won't cross. There's also the crystal problem because 
it seems as if, well, not seems as, Jake is definitely her bitch. I don't know what you heard about me. What a bitch can't get a dollar out of me. No Cadillac, no perms you can't see. Then I'm a motherfucking P.I.M. Despite him having some shame around it and trying to not seem that way through through Star's eyes because he very much wants to impress her. And I think he genuinely does like her and did like her. But in that first time crush way, first time love way, you know, oh, let me tickle you, you know. Back then, you just used to wrestle until eventually you both had your pants off or you started kissing for some reason. <laughs> no no dating like the traditional way in which we would expect. We know what we want and we're in heat and we're going to take it, which is exactly what ends up happening and causes a bit of a distraction for Jake, who is her number one earner. So Crystal feels the need to punish her because she's not falling in the line by showcasing that in the end, Jake is going to belong to her. And I think that it took her a minute to get that message very clear. But I thought the power move with the suntan lotion was actually pretty boss, even though I probably shouldn't be. (laughs) It's just very rare that you see a female being in charge of her fate in this manner, having a whole group of people behind her that support her. And even Jake says she comes off harsh, but once you get to know her, she's not so bad. And while she definitely sees, sees her as some kind of threat to her enterprise, it's more of an annoyance of the enterprise and, and trying to accommodate as best she can someone who's so very young and so very naive to what exactly is her story going forward. And she has to figure that out. It is a kind of a coming of age story, so to speak, because she walks into several situations which made me highly uncomfortable the first getting in the truck with three men going off to their home. And yeah, they, they fired up stakes and sure they brought out alcohol and tried to warn her about it, but we don't know how that night would have panned out. She was just incredibly in a vulnerable place that she was absolutely unaware of. And her response when Jake shows up with a gun is they were nice to me. Get your mask. And hey, maybe they were really just super nice. The one guy, he kept looking uncomfortable the more he, because one minute he was saying, oh, you shouldn't drink that. It's not for a lady like you. That's kind of like a challenge, right? Oh, you can't handle that. Yeah, I can. You want to please the adult. And I felt that eventually that would have been a moment she was being taken advantage of. And that one guy, like I said, in the middle, he was starting to even look like maybe we shouldn't be doing this. She ends up earning like $400 
by swallowing the worm in the bottle. And then she tells them, this is the most money I've ever seen. But it's her first sale. She's happy about it. They continue their romance, having sex with each other. And then one of the most dirty moves, which makes me feel as if I can't really trust Jake. Because I think that he's become so accustomed to his con that he no longer may be able to separate his honest feelings versus, I I don't know. But this moment is the moment where I I definitely was not happy with when he said, give me the money. Also, you and me, this ain't a thing. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. She doesn't like relationships, even though, to be fair, that was on the rule sheet that she got the first day. And them keeping it on the DL. Okay, fair. But the way he said it and the way he took her money, like, yeah, well, I haven't been making sales and I don't want to be a part of the loser. The loser party or loser fest, which is where the two least performed males fight each other with one having their ass kicked. They're like, oh, it's sort of kind of fun. Seems like a way to punish someone without being the one to actually punish them. And Crystal definitely came up with it. Then we have them falling out. Crystal's starting to get annoyed because their little love story is not what she wants. But eventually she starts earning money. She gets in a truck with a guy. Luckily, he was nice. They listened to a song together. And then he bought $100 worth of magazines from her and he didn't ask for anything in return but finally a third guy wants five hundred dollars for a date and she says a thousand and for some reason well i think she knew at that point she was gonna have to do something sexual but she was like i don't know if i'm doing this right which also showed her inexperience (sighs) it's just when you're a female in the universe you are just so so vulnerable to the predatory predatory nature of men but also the predatory nature of life itself because she's also very lucky to have just been driven with this guy getting off of work and he just takes her out to a place and he could have asked for a lot more for a thousand dollar hours i know that damn much but he ends up having her show her most intimate parts to her which I think was a smart move because it's even more of a a emotional toll than just a physical one to have no no privacy to be so completely not to overuse the word but right now I'm not about to look up a thesaurus vulnerable after he drops her off A Jakey boy shows up and he's done something because he got blood all over, all over himself. He confronts her. He's mad. That part when he put his hand up her dress to see if 
she was lying or not from fucking him? Run, bitch! Run! Oh, no, 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 no. That's not okay. But that scene was well acted as she explained that she was doing that so that she can try to build a future with him. And while that's incredibly sweet and naive of her, that's not something Jake particularly, I think he has a plan for himself as he shows her. Like, oh, I've never shown anyone this. Same thing Crystal said, oh, you think you're special. Don't fall for it. But it continues to get messier between them. Mescal, that's what she was drinking. Until eventually, Crystal says, look. (laughs) I'm going to need you to either do what you need to do. Or I'm going to drop you on the side of the road. Because it's happened to others before. And that same night, she sees another girl that's shown up and has joined their group very much like they recruited her. So she gives her a little bit of the money. She said she only takes a percentage, though. So that's fair. So she gives her $100. And then she ends up leaving the next day. Jake is not there. He's gone. We don't know where he's gone. No one asks us any questions. But I'm guessing that people who can't cut it, they are used to them being put on the side of the road with absolutely nothing. So she surprisingly doesn't act, react terribly to this. They end up going to the town where Crystal grew up, which is an oil town. She goes to one of the houses and she's reminded very much of where she came from. There's two children there. They're opening the door to strangers. One of the kids just runs out of the house. He could be taken at any moment. The mom's clearly on meth, something her own mother overdosed on. She feels sympathetic towards them with that poor kid singing something about kids being killed. And you see that cycle. I think that's the best part of this movie is showing the juxtaposition between poverty, true poverty and wealth and how people from poverty really envy those and wealth and can't even imagine what it's like to have a little of something when you've been given so so nilch to look forward to. So they kind of live in this, in this cycle where they're numbing themselves to their pain, but they're also there for each other in a fam, in the, in the semblance of a family. And that's part of the group she begins to accept and not just the love story that is Jake for her. And then after she buys these kids some groceries, she comes back and Jake's back in the car. There's no explanation. He's got his sunglasses on. She had two other dudes with her in the room. So that might have been a lesson to Jake. You can be replaced. 
I will replace you. I will leave you. And this will be a test. If your girl can keep it together, then you can come back. I don't know. He was just back. They didn't talk. (laughs) Well, he just pulls her aside and hands her a turtle. And then she releases it. So I think that he does really love her and she loves him. But the reality is like she going in the water and rising out of it is that she's not a little girl anymore. She has her eyes more wide open to the tenuous tenuousness of the situation because she was fighting against it the whole entire time. But it's more like you've got to pay your dues. You've got to be a part of the group. This is your crew. This is the life that you are actually choosing and accept it. But her coming to some realizations on the way. The rap music was cool for about five seconds. And then it was too damn much. It turned into almost one and a half hour hip hop video. And I was not down with that. I also wish we would have gotten more from from the perspective of how this whole thing came about, but I guess that's irrelevant. Maybe if they had filled, I would have been more interested, I should say, in filling in that knowledge gap than I was at looking out the window at all of the different towns that they pass and what they look like. That's cinematography wise, I'm sure if that's what you're into, you would have liked it a lot better, but Honestly, other than the analogy of she she wants to free any animal that's drowning or who is that's that's a I don't know, she has a thing for animals and freeing them. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a metaphor for her own her own mind, so on and so forth. But yeah, I, I gave it an 8.3 out of 10. I don't have much to say about it other than it, it was all right. What is the critical response? American Honey received mostly positive reviews upon its premiere at Cannes Film Festival. The film holds an 80% approval rating on Review Aggravator. Rotten Tomatoes based on 215 reviews with an average rating of 7.4 out of 10. The website's critical consensus reads, quote, American Honey offers a refreshingly unconventional take on the coming of age drama whose narrative risks add up to a rewarding experience, even if they don't all pay off. Metacritic, that's end quote, Metacritic, it holds an 80 out of 100 rating based on reviews from 41 critics, indicating generally favorable. American Honey was also placed on several publications, Best of the 2016 Cannes Film Festival and Best of the 2016 Toronto Film Festival lists. Variety placed Sasha Lane's performance in the film at number three on their list of the nine breakout performances of the Toronto Film Festival that year. 
the film won the film festival's jury prize and receive a special commendation from its eucumenical jury whatever that means <laughs> uh, the hollywood reporter called the film quote a road movie without a map that nonetheless arrives at a worthwhile destination end quote i mean i don't know if it ended at a worthwhile destination but maybe I need to rewatch it, which I probably won't do. <laughs> uh, because, well, I suppose, I suppose, depends on what kind of ending you find is a fulfilling ending. We'll just leave it there. So, yeah. It got a lot of accolades that you can find on Wikipedia as well. So as far as the concentrated, which I think to me was the, the best part of the film, storyline between our two mains, Jake and Star, and their really awkward, childlike, and very yeah emotionally stunted performances i thought really worked for the the movie if you have any lingering thoughts blackercouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic